Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Bite-Sized Cybercrime. My name is Chloe Tonus and this is the podcast where we discuss cybercrimes and malware that, well, usually causes cybercrime. But have you ever heard of malware pretending to be different malware? What's even the point of that? Malware is malware, right? As it so turns out, we have an interesting case this week of just that, a previously undocumented data wiper that is masquerading itself as ransomware. In order to trick those, it infects into there being any hope of recovering their files. This new wiper is called CryWiper, and, well, it does what any wiper does. It wipes data from a machine. This is a very tricky form of malware to recover from, as the data can't be recovered. This varies from ransomware in a few ways. Ransomware is extortion. It's trying to get money from you. And to get that money, your data needs to be returned in some form. The data in most ransomware cases still exists. It is just inaccessible to you because it is encrypted with a key that you do not have. A data wiper is not something you would typically extort someone with because it destroys the data instead of keeping it locked behind your encryption key. But what if you truly wanted to cause data destruction, but also extort money out of victims at the same time? Well, that's what CryWiper did, and that is why it was disguised as ransomware. So, how does it work? In more layers of disguises, CryWiper is an innocent-looking file named browserwiper.exe, and it works in a very interesting way. When the malware is on your system, it begins contacting a command and control, or C2, server. These are servers run by hackers in order to remotely control malware on other devices. The server responds to the malware, telling it either to run or not to run, which allows the hacker to control exactly how long the malware can stay dormant, and it can delay any actions it takes. By delaying these actions, it can be harder to detect the presence of the malware because the signs you may be looking for may not have shown up yet. Or they may be vague and are showing up inconsistently, so it could be from legitimate activity or even from a different type of attack. CryWiper is also able to stop processes related to SQL database servers. SQL is a language used to communicate with databases, and by stopping processes here, it means preventing things like scheduled backups from running. This is a really clever trick to prevent the data from being recovered as easily. If you deploy this malware, let's say a month ago, and let's say the backups aren't consistently checked for accuracy, you could completely prevent all the backups from happening for a month without it being noticed. Then once that data is actually wiped, the last backup is over a month old, so it really makes it more difficult to recover that data. It can also stop processes related to Microsoft Exchange, the email service, and Active Directory web services, which can also be ways to transmit data after an infection for backups. The way the malware wipes the data is by writing over them with a pseudo-random number generator, and it also does this with shadow copies of files on the compromised machine. A shadow copy is a backup copy of a file, and it's how you're able to restore previous versions of files even after you change them. And even further, CryWiper prevents remote desktop connections from occurring, likely to prevent remote IT teams from accessing the machine to control the incident. Finally, the wiper will corrupt most files, leaving some that run the malware itself, exe files, and system files just to keep the computer running, but not a whole lot more. It will then generate a text file-based ransom note, asking for 0.5 Bitcoin in exchange for a decryption key. However, that is a lie. You just heard everything I told you, and, well, there is no decryption key. Everything was destroyed, corrupted beyond repair, and cannot be returned to normal. You paying money is just salt in the wound. Ransomware will also often generate a unique ID for each infected victim so the hackers can know who to give the keys to. CryWiper has an ID, but it's fixed. It doesn't change, because there's no reason to distinguish the victims, as there is no key that is going to be returned to you. So is there anything that can be done about this malware? 
yes and no. Once you are infected, it is likely too late, but if you notice any signs of the malware, disconnecting the device from the network is the best course of action to take. The machine can then be placed on an internal-only network with, well, no access to the outside internet in order for the malware to be removed from the machine. This can be complicated if malware infects a machine you can't physically access, and this is more often becoming the case with cloud computing becoming so popular. Keeping regular up-to-date backups on different mediums in different locations can also help. Even if your data is wiped, backups can be restored and some of the data can be returned. And although it may be outdated, it's certainly better than nothing. And although making backups is important, testing backups is even more important. Because if your backup just doesn't work, then there's no point in having it. It's good to occasionally practice restoring your backups and checking to make sure the data backed up is accurate. And it should go without saying, don't pay the ransom for this malware, because even if you do, it's already too late. There is no way to recover your data, and this is exactly why it is not recommended to pay when faced with a ransom. There is no guarantee you will get anything back. Since the news of Crywiper has been spreading, it is less likely people will pay up if they see the ransom note, and they'll just have to recover as much as they can. This malware was found recently, in the fall, and it appears unrelated to similar wiper malware that has popped up this year. Crywiper in particular has also been used specifically against organizations in the Russian Federation, according to Kaspersky Labs. A different news source I found in Russian confirmed attacks against the mayor's offices and legal courts. So far, as of the date of this recording, this malware has only been discovered on Russian organizations, and this supports a likely theory that it is a political attack against Russia, as, well, the political climate surrounding Russia at the moment is quite unstable, and, well, cybercrime is also quite rampant in Russia. Still, it is possible that this malware, or something similar, can be used against anyone, anywhere. Thank you to Bleeping Computer and Kaspersky Labs for an analysis on this malware, and I'd like to give a special thanks to a close friend of mine, Masha Medvedeva, for helping me go through the Russian articles and clarifying any translation issues. She honestly helps me so much with any translations, and especially pronunciations in Russian, so she deserves a special thanks, especially for putting up with my many, many many questions. But of course, thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Bite-Sized Cybercrime. My name is Chloe Tonis, and until next time, test your backups and stay secure!